Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Today's first scripture reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. If you'd like to follow along in the Pew Bible, you can find it on page 879. But before we read, let us pray. God of mercy, you promised never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Then may we respond to your gracious promises with faithful and obedient lives. For our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make, make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets and he called them immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him our second reading is from the gospel of Luke chapter 6 verses 12 through 19 it can be found on page 938 of your pew bible now during those days Jesus went out to the mountain to pray and he spent the night in prayer to God and when the day came, he called his disciples and chose twelve of them, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who is called the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all, from all of Judea and Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. The grass withers and the flower fades. And the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Amen. Hello, everyone. For those of you who don't know me yet, my name is Peyton Yowell, and I started eighth grade at Mill Creek Middle School. This summer, I joined the wonderful youth group here at Village. I was even luckier and got to go on my first mission trip with them. On this trip, I met so many wonderful people, and I was able to get closer with people I already kind of knew. I learned so much on this trip, and I'm so grateful for who I met and what I learned on this trip. Well, anyways, let's get on to the trip. The first day, we left in the morning, and we spent the car ride not talking much, because some of us didn't know each other yet. And we were all kind of doing our own thing when we stopped for lunch, and we drove for a while, until we got to in and out for dinner. We had been really excited, because we'd been in the car for a long time and we kind of hyped it up a lot. It was good, but I think some of us some of us even compared it to Wendy's, and I did not agree with this. But we were all very excited to get to the church where we were staying for the next few days. We arrived, unloaded everything, and we were all settling down. 
The first night, we were kind of getting to know each other. I think the first night, we sat there all talk, all sitting on the floor or our beds for at least an hour. We were giggling and laughing about who knows what. But I remember thinking when I went to sleep that night, everything is going to be all right. The night prior to the trip, I had been so nervous to meet everyone. I think you can all agree with me when I say, We've all been nervous before something, whether that be a job interview or the first day of school, tryouts, joining a new club, or maybe even a new church. Anyways, is what, what I'm saying is that we've all been nervous, but I think it's good to be nervous. That means you care about it and you want things to go well. I think if a lot of us don't give ourselves time to be nervous because we think it's a bad thing. It's really not. You're going to meet new people or learn something new. But it's a natural human response to be nervous. But either way, by the end of the day, or after whatever you've been so nervous about, I think we all have a moment where we say, it wasn't really that bad. I think, or, and I think I shouldn't have been so nervous or worried about doing it. Doing something that makes you nervous is so good for you, because that means you stepped out of your comfort zone, and definitely after the first, after the first night, I was feeling less nervous. The second day, we went to a park slash trail where we cleaned up these trees that had some sort of infection. Now, I was a little worried about this, but it turned out to be just fine. What I didn't expect is for my best friend, Riley, for those of y'all who don't know her, she is a passive, let's just say, trying food she finds on the ground. But that's a story for another day. But she has never been somewhere with a different altitude. And she doesn't get sick that often. We were on our way to our next job at the park, just walking and talking about how, the ni- how nice the weather was in Denver. But then we all turned around when we hear Riley say, I just threw up. And we were all like, what? When? How? I think we were all very confused. Well, I was. I didn't hear anything. And the funny thing, Riley was even more confused than the rest of us. She had felt fine all morning, so we just kept walking. After the park, we headed to our next place. We went to the, we went to the reservoir. At the reservoir, we decorated meal bags for an organization that delivers food to people. Also, at the beginning of the day, I learned that I wouldn't have my phone all day except we do have phone time at the end of the day, but I was a little sad at first because I wanted to take pictures. But as the trip went on, I learned that I can live without it. I also stepped out of my comfort zone by not having it. It felt really good not having my phone all day. I didn't really need it, and I didn't have to keep track of it, so that was nice. It was also great because I got a chance to get to know each other, but better without the distraction of our phones. The The next few days, were really fun. Sunday was a fun day. We went to a museum and we did other fun stuff like this place called Bounce Empire. At first I was a little skeptical but it ended up being super fun. The last day we went to work on a farm and talk about stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm not a fan of weeding and that's what we did all morning. I was getting really tired but I worked my hardest and we weeded a pollinator garden that provides home for bees and helps trees sweat um, and plants to grow healthy and strong. But when we were done, I was super proud of myself and everyone because we did a lot of work and it looked great. Or we did great, as Angel would say. Angel throughout the trip would say, you're doing great. And it always made me work a little harder and always made my day a little better. So thank you for that. Now that day was the hardest day, but it was also my favorite day because we got the opportunity to go to a transitional home a place for people to stay while they got on their feet, basically. So every month, they throw a birthday party for whoever has a birthday that month. We got to decorate, bake cupcakes, and decorate the cupcakes with the little kids. I enjoyed it so much, and I'm very grateful for that day. 
But anyways, I had an amazing time, and I truly stepped out of my comfort zone. I encourage everyone, if you get the opportunity to go somewhere with Village, take it, because you will definitely not regret it. So thank you, everyone, I get to share these unforgettable memories with. For those who don't know me, my name is Monica and I'm a junior at Pembroke Hill. I had the opportunity this summer to go to Montreat Youth Conference. For those unfamiliar with Montreat, it is a trip the youth department takes youth on every summer. Montreat is a town 30 minutes east of Asheville up in the mountains. Our week was spent laughing together, worshiping together, and avoiding getting eaten by bears. Montreat Conference is a youth conference where high schoolers from Presbyterian churches all over the country congregate and worship together. A unique thing about Montreat is that you get split into small groups with people from all different churches. So you're a part of a group of 12 to 15 people who have never met before, which for me at first, I thought was horrible. For those who don't know, Paige and I are kind of a package deal. So not having Paige with me sounded like it was gonna be a long week. Our week started bright and early at 6 a.m. in the church parking lot. I was ready to go for our usual church van jam sessions, but let's just say, Everyone else in my van had been at Taylor Swift the night before, and no one was awake. After what seemed like the longest drive ever, 16 hours to be exact, driving through a horrible storm in the mountains and some standstill traffic in Nashville, we reached Montreat at about 11 o'clock at night. We parked the van in the street just to find out that our driveway was crazy steep and long. At this point, we all had the giggles, and getting up the hill for the first time was one of the funniest moments the whole trip. The next morning, after a good night's rest, we spent the day in Black Mountain, a town nearby, getting coffee and walking around to all the stores. We went to our first worship that evening, where we met all of the leaders and got the rundown on some energizers, which are some crazy dances that we do to get energized for services. That evening, we walked to the hill and met our small groups, which is what I was most worried for. Not having my people with me is always scary for me. There were some older girls in my group that knew what they were doing. They were making sure that everyone in our group was included and heard, and it made me feel a lot better about the whole situation. In the evenings, when we got home, we had programmed together with our group, and it was one of the most special times of the whole trip. We discussed our days, we sang our favorite worship songs, and we discussed what was to come the next day. The next morning, we got up bright and early to be at Keynote at 9. Keynote was a time where the speaker talked about the theme of the week, which was finding joy, and how we can include that in our daily lives. After keynote, we split off into small groups for the first time. This is what I was worried for. What were we going to talk about? What kinds of things were we going to do? And was it going to be boring? Let's just say I typically like to know what I'm getting myself into, and I had no clue what to expect. We walked up what felt like a ton of stairs and finally got to our small group room. Once we got up there, we did the typical introductions you have when you meet new people. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? And everyone in my group was shocked to know that I had a 16-hour drive. We played some games and everyone in my group was laughing and we were already having a good time, which was a huge relief to me as I was very nervous about what to expect. That night after worship, we had a foam and neon party. And let's just say, who knew high schoolers could have so much fun playing with bubbles? We were playing around in all of the foam and we were doing face paint on each other and line dancing to the church clock. The next morning, Paige and I woke up early to go for a morning run. Now I don't love running in new places, because I'm just a little bit geographically challenged, and I could get lost anywhere. But Paige seemed confident, so we just went for it. We ran down our hill and then realized we were out at perfect bear time. We made it through most of our run without a problem. However, 
When we were running up our hill, almost home, we saw a bear in the street. That's right, a baby black bear between us and the house. And as a girl from Kansas City, I don't have much experience with bears. We called Maddie our intern, and with some encouraging words about not getting mauled, we sprinted our way up the hill, and I made the decision I was not doing that again. Yet, the next morning, we got up early again, but this time to go on a hike called Lookout Mountain. Typically, this hike is done when it's still dark, so you can watch the sunrise from the top. But because of the whole bear situation this year, we had to wait until the sun was up. We hiked to the top and still got to see a beautiful morning from the top of Lookout Mountain. The sky was beautiful with no clouds and seeing the tops of mountains that early in the morning was absolutely breathtaking. Back in small groups the next couple days, my small group kept getting closer. We had all become pretty great friends, hanging out in the coffee shop after small groups, taking pictures all the time and connecting through our similarities, even though we were from all different places. On the last night, we got to the lake early to take pictures with our small groups and with our friends we had made throughout the week. It kind of hit me that these great friends that I had been so worried about making were all going home and that I wouldn't see them again until next year. That night after worship, we headed out to the lake to sing together and worship together one last time by candlelight, similar to the services here at Village on Christmas Eve. We sang the songs we had learned to love throughout the week, and it was the most special moments of the whole week. At the end of the service, they invited us to blow out our candles, starting with the freshmen and all the way up to the seniors. The candlelight got fewer and fewer until the seniors, where they blew out their candles for one last time. After the service, Paige, Katie, and I jumped into the creek, church clothes and all. After we got home, we had such a special program with our back home group. We talked about our day, we sang for the last time with our seniors, and we went around telling stories about our seniors, as it was their last trip as a youth. Moral of the story is that without me stepping outside of my comfort zone and doing something that made me nervous, I would have missed out on a week of new friendships and getting to be around the people that mean the most to me. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.